if you're going to race cars, mate, you're going to crash cars. Are you telling me you've made a time machine out of a McLaren? Oh, my dad always says you shouldn't hit boys, mate. Oh, uh, well, we're not friends. Well, racing is life. Anything that happens before or after, just waiting. You're listening to The Grid Girls with Saski and Sarah. Sarah Connors. Hi, Saski. I've missed, <laughs> I've missed you. I missed you too. We haven't recorded one of these podcasts since we were together in Toronto like two months ago. Three I know. Ago. And it's kind of funny. It, it's funny to say that I missed you because, to be honest, we speak most days. And by speak, I mean at least text message or exclamation points. And, oh, my God, did you believe this just happened or... or like this morning, I woke up to text messages from you along the lines of, oh my God. Men are signed Pascal Verline. Oh my God. I'm freaking out. It's a good time. When I say I woke up, you texted me about this while I was asleep on the streetcar. So it wasn't exactly like you woke me up from bed because no, no one wakes me up in the morning. That's but right. we are back. Yeah. There is a new Formula One season coming. There Very is close. a new IndyCar season coming. There are new GP2 and GP3 series is coming. We're there is the new WEC coming. And we're in the middle there, of the Formula E season right now, too. Got that to talk about. So there is a lot for us to talk about today. There is. There is. We're going to try to be a little more consistent with our format this year. So this should be pretty exciting. Um, thanks to we're, everybody we're, who... We're attempting... So we're attempting to rein in the uh, absolute randomness and incoherency of some of these shows and give them just a little bit more (laughs) guidance. It's fine. It's fine. Um, We say that in a way where we're probably sure that we may fail miserably at that, but we'll give it a good go. Listen, we're going to make an effort. An effort will be made. We made it through a whole season of podcasts and I'm very proud of us. We've done well. I look. I gotta admit, we did too. It lasts longer than our last podcast attempt. What the the hockey one? We tried. Well, it didn't. <laughs> we tried, but it didn't help that we also lived in different hemispheres. Yeah, so time zones were not our friend. Someone was always going to be getting up at six a.m. or four, something in the morning to do yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, so here we are. We're back. We're back, and uh, we need to start talking about some of the stuff that's super important to us. Uh, we need to launch into our first women in motorsports segment of the season. If you if if you if you aren't interested in women in motorsport, you have come to the wrong podcast. The very wrong podcast. Just just put it out there. If you've accidentally stumbled into our into our motorsports podcast, be warned, and not even warned, because you should probably listen to it anyway, that there will be a considerable discussion of the happenings of women in motorsport every week. It's what we do. It's our jam. You'll just have to deal with it. You'll enjoy it. You'll enjoy it. Um, First things first. Let's talk about the new driver in GP2. Let's talk about (laughs) the new driver in GP3. GP3. Excuse me. Oh, my gosh. It's 830 (laughs) in the morning, and I was just thinking about GP2 before this podcast. GP3. Tatiana Calderon is driving in GP3 this year, and I'm so excited about it. So Tatiana Calderon has, is a uh, Colombian mm-hmm. and she is joining Arden, which is headed by Christian Horner yeah. and has a long history of producing excellent drivers, many of whom have gone on to become quite good names either within GP3 or GP2. Uh, they did win a championship previously. Um, 
or, or had an ongoing path into F1. So a lot of the Red Bull Junior drivers have driven for uh, Arden. Carlos yeah. Sainz has driven for Arden. Uh, Sebastian Boemi, I believe Vettel. Vettel didn't drive for Arden. I don't think he did that. But um, a lot of those young guys have come through the, the Arden. It used to be uh, MW Arden, um, if, if you're not sure. Um, and so Tatiana Calderon is joining GP3 with, M, with uh, Arden. She is... As far as we're aware, there for a full season, yep. and I have so much hand flailing excitement about I know, this. I'm super I just, so I was so know? excited that I nearly called you, and and, and and you don't call people in today's day and age. You like also you text don't call people. people in a I nearly country. called you to be like, oh my god, yeah, Tatiana yeah. Calderon. So she came in second place last season in the MRF challenge which is formula 2000 uh before that she was driving in formula 3 uh where she had eh, decent results but not great um i also didn't realize that she drove for junkos in star mazda she was connor daly's teammate in 2010 Very he won nice. the championship she would have been sh- and it was if she's 22 or something now 21 yeah, she 22 would have been now like, she would have been very young in, yeah. in, in that point. And um, she, you know, she, she, scored, really looking... she scored points. She came in 10th that season. She came in 6th in Star Mazda the next season. And, you know, it's, that's not bad. That is not bad at all. Yeah, I'm looking so. forward to seeing how she goes. I mean, we know that the Arden is going to be a good GP3 car. You know, it is a good GP3 car. They make good cars. They're consistently challenging for podiums. I'm hoping that this is the year we see either... You know, maybe maybe not a win. You know, rookie GP three season, but maybe we see a girl on the podium. Ah, uh, that would be amazing. I mean, you all know how pumped the I next got podcast when... will just be the next podcast will just be ten minutes of you and I literally crying into our microphone. <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, you all know how pumped I got when Rossi won and podiumed and did all the things. It'll be like that, except worse. <laughs> yeah, except worse. worse. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's great. Um, there have been some The, other the annoying stuff. part is GP3, GP3 starts at ridiculous times of the morning half the time. That's true. That is very true. It's fine. We'll figure it out. If you, you can wake up, watch a half an hour race and then go back to bed. It's not that big of a deal. True. True. Right. The half an hour staying awake is the part where I'm going to struggle because I barely managed to get through the 8 a.m. races. On, I know I <laughs> on a Sunday as it is. You slept yeah. most of you remember the last race? You're like, <laughs> are you well, okay? Look, a lot of people slept through a lot of Abu Dhabi, including several of the drivers. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. So, but Sarah, yeah. what else is happening in the world of badass lady uh, drivers? Duty. Uh, the Rolex 24 happened recently. Do you know about this? The the Daytona race? Yes. 24-hour race? Yeah. Yes. Um, I know it had a Delta wing that had an amazing America paint job. Yes. Do you know who was driving that Delta wing? C- Catherine Legg? It was Catherine Legg. Catherine Legg was driving the America car. I was just, like, weeping. I, there's, um, there's, there's, that's quite ironic. I know. I know. Um, the Delta Wing has run that race a few times in the past. It usually craps out pretty early. It's not very good. Alex Rossi actually drove it a couple years ago with Catherine Lake. Um, they made it so far into the race this year, and they were driving like a boss. Specifically, Leg was driving like a boss. And everyone was all over Twitter yelling about how great her drive was. Um, and then some someone crashed into them. 
it wasn't even their fault. Uh, they almost made it to the end. Uh, so unlike all the other races where their car crapped out, this time it crapped it out through else. absolutely yeah. zero fault of their own. Yep, and after they had done a fantastic job. But, but oh my gosh, at some point, if you can go and find just some of the footage of some of the, the driving leg was doing in that race, uh, it's incredible. She, she, she looked great. It was fantastic. So... I think, you know, for her to be one of the big names to come out of that, I think she might have even gotten an award for not driver of the race, but like one of the best drives or something like that. Um, uh, The fact that she was the one that everyone was talking about at the end of the race was a huge deal, you know. So that was cool. She did super well. Now, are we going to be seeing Catherine Legg this year at the Indy 500? I am not sure. Is she driving the Grace Autosport car? I believe she is driving the Grand Sport car, so, as yeah, far as I'm aware. That's awesome. Yeah. I will be there. It'll be great. We um, can't even. We, we don't even have time today to touch on our Grace Autosports excitement because we still no, are excited about this. We are nearly eight months later. We'll get more into that once they announce more stuff and come out with more. You know, here's the yep. thing that we've done this week, kind of stuff. Um, but that's all still pretty awesome. Uh, speaking of like all women teams uh Susie Wolf's dare to be different campaign also came out while we've been away which is pretty cool so i'm still devo that oh god that sounds australian i'm wow. still devo <laughs> that Susie Wolf isn't racing anymore but i understand and it makes sense and yada yada but i'm super psyched to see that whilst we lost Susie Wolf from on-track racing, she's still around motorsports. Because, I mean, of course she is. She's a motorsports person. She's married to a motorsports person. I'm like, where was she going to go? But she's staying around motorsports, and she's spending her time improving and working on women in motorsports. This makes me so excited. Because not only do you have an amazing driver, you have someone that has a lot of respect within the community and she's taking all of her knowledge and her skills and her connections and really putting it into making sure that she's, that, that, that no one, that moving forward, it's not just one person waving the flag for women in motorsports. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I do, th- there's I do more really and more like, and more. I love that she's investing her time back into it. You know, she's not just... Yeah taking her experience and leaving she's you know working with younger girls and trying to get people into it from all aspects it's not just drivers yes it's engineers it's mechanics it's all sorts of stuff so i love it i think it's fantastic i'm actually i'm super excited i'm planning on joining her community as soon as i can yeah so that should be good yeah Um, (gasps) both of us have just got to find the money for it (laughs) yes It'll happen. It's only like $30. I just looked at it. I was like, this is amazing. Oh, it's in pounds. Oh, yeah, true. Oh, it's fine. We'll find it. (laughs) Oh, did you not do that math? No, I never do that math. I try to pretend that math doesn't exist. Although I guess it's oh, worse you, for you And you think it's bad. (laughs) (laughs) I think a pound is like $2.3 a pound or something like that right now. That's so terrible. It's not I was so I was so poor when I was in London. I, I believe was it. So poor. I you was know, like, God damn it. Speaking of women in motorsports, and sort of tangentially to this, uh, obviously, big Simona de Silvestro fans over here uh, was in her native Switzerland over <laughs> the vacation. Sorry, my cat just tried to jump up onto a thing and fell, and it was really funny. Good um, work, kitty cat. Dude, Switzerland is so expensive. I could not oh believe. Oh my god, yeah. Let me tell this quick story. So we went out for dinner one night, 
and my friends got a hamburger and a, a beer, like one single beer each. We were at just this like crappy Irish pub. The bill came to $75 American for two beers and two beer, two, two burgers. Like what, what? We're at a pub. I think That's it's ridiculous. It's funny because it's like, it's not only expensive when you do the conversion, right? But it's also just expensive compared to America. Yeah. And I mean, sucked. even that's even, ex- that's, yeah, well, I mean, uh, that's expensive. Like, I think in Canada, you'd be looking at, like, at like, pro- like, probably, like, probably maybe $30 for that by the time you did, like, yeah. tipping and things like that. But still, like, yeah, completely. It's super expensive. But I mean, you're talking about, a, you're talking about a country and a city that, that mostly runs around the banking world. So, like, people yeah, have yeah. more money. <laughs> But, like, that was the thing I discovered when I went to Europe. Like, England was super expensive. And then I went to East Europe. And I was in, like, Hungary and, like, Prague. And it was just – and Zagreb. And I was like, yo, take my dollars. That being said, I'm going to South Africa in three weeks or four weeks for two weeks. And I keep, like, looking up the price of things. And it's just so cheap. Yeah. Yeah, I had a friend come over from South Africa and stay with me for a bit, and um, she was struggling over here because of the conversion yeah. rate, but yeah, it is what it is. But anyways, Simona, Swiss, killing it in Formula E. By killing it, I mean she has not scored a point yet this season, but it'll happen. Uh, we can <laughs> we get to this a little have later, but the faith. We do. They're basically, they're basically the manner of Formula E this year because they're running a season one chassis and uh, like everything. Um, so it's a struggle. It's a struggle. But yeah, mm. other women in motorsport. Someone involved Let's talk, in Susie Wolf's Dare to Be Different campaign is uh, uh, the, the Haas, brand new uh, Ruth Haas. Haas. Yeah. I was so excited when I saw that she went to Haas. I was like, Sarah, mm-hmm. Sarah, the, 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 the female Ferrari strategist is now a Haas person. And we were like, yeah. Um, I, so yeah. I'd love to know more about her, to be honest. I know, obviously, I know that she's a chief strategist, um, and obviously she's female, but I'd love to know a little bit more about why she got into motorsports and that kind of stuff. So I'm hoping joining Haas, we're going to see like a nice article or something with her in the coming weeks or coming months, because she's such a kind of, for the lack of expression, better expression, rare bird in the sense that, you know, you don't see many women who have reached that role. And, and I didn't know of her until this at one point this year we were watching a race and it panned the wall and I remember just messaging you and being like Sarah Sarah there was a woman on the Ferrari wall I don't know who she is I don't know what she does but that's definitely a girl I know for real uh, one of the things I really liked is that uh you know Mercedes has one of their one of their like top engineers is uh Kim Stevens she went to Ohio State she's American they did a really nice feature article on her and like kind of how she got into F1 and, and, you know, like what the path was for her. And it was a great article. And I would love to see them do something like that for Ruth Buscombe, like for sure. I think that, that would be, be great. Um, I love all that, that kind of like featurey life stuff. Um, and I think mm-hmm. it helps some of the younger people too, because it kind of gives you an idea of like what you have to do to get there. I think it helps with that too. But I also think, I think anything like that, where you can, you can increase the visibility of, of women in these non-traditional roles within motorsports. Like we all see the female PR people. We all see the female marketing and media and, and all of those kind of girls. Like we know that that's like tr- most of those teams, those roles are staffed by women traditionally. Um, in, in the sports industry, it's a bit of what we colloquially call the pink ghetto 
But those non-traditional roles, those STEM roles, every time we promote a woman invisibly in those areas, it helps people believe that they can also do that. Because if you can see someone else doing it, then you believe right. that maybe you could too. Exactly. And actually, um, <laughs> doubly uh, a great thing is that, remember how Kim Stevens was on the podium in Abu Dhabi? Like they, Mercedes yes. sent her up to collect the trophy. Uh, I remember reading comments too that she was the first American on the podium in a very long time as well. <laughs> <laughs> Which just, I just remember, me, but also, like, I, I don't think it was, was it Abu Dhabi or was it the race before Abu Dhabi? No, it, it was, was Abu Dhabi. Because remember, cause you and I were sitting there. They sent a woman up too. Yeah, you and in, I were in, sitting you know, there and we were like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, it's a woman. Yeah. There is a girl on the boat. <laughs> you and I did not, like, we did not know how to deal. It was like 10 a.m. on a Sunday morning and we were just like, there are feelings, what is shit. happening. <laughs> yep, yep, but it was good. brilliant. So, so that's our, that's our, the women in motorsport women recap in motorsport for the start yeah. of the 2016 season of all of these car things. Let's mm-hmm. have a chat about start, what's happening so far. Let's talk about Formula E. Obviously, as you said, Formula e. e is underway already this year. Obviously, it's, it's, yes. it crosses over the, over the I want to say, like, summer break, but it's really funny because it's not summer. It's the winter. Yeah, it runs it runs more on, like, a hockey schedule than anything else, honestly. Yes, I, I think, weird. and I think the reason for that is is it, it tries to fill in that gap where there is no motorsports. Yeah. It's, it, it's done the right thing in, in trying to fill that empty space there because if you're really desperate for some F1 and you're not getting any for another month, you're going to probably watch some Formula E. You're going to give it a go. That's true. But that's true. as the Formula um, E expert on this podcast, take it away. <laughs> so we just had the fourth race of the season. It was in Buenos Aires. It was last Saturday. Uh, what a race. Dude, if you at some point have 45 minutes of spare time and you want to watch the replay, you should probably do it. So Sebastian Buemi, uh, I believe he's the championship leader right now, uh, or was before this race i think he's oh he still is because he came in second he messed up his qualifying and had to start from the back of the grid he drove through the entire grid and finished second in formula e on a street circuit that was fantastic he's that's pretty amazing he kept making the same move on people at the same corner and it was just by the end of the race they were like oh no there he goes again he's gonna do the thing um, it was super good. Uh, Sam Bird got his first ever pole position, um, got Virgin DS their first win. Um, well, first win as Virgin DS, which is fine, or DS Virgin. Um, personally, I'm not a fan of DS because they're, I have personal reasons, but whatever. Good for him. Congratulations, Sam Bird. It's great. Um, some other stuff happened. Antonio Felix Acosta's car just died out of nowhere. The track was super hot because it's Buenos Aires in the summer. Um, a lot of teams were struggling with the heat a little bit. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it was just generally a very good race. Dragon, dragon racing usually is right up there, kind of was one of the teams struggling with the heat. Um, but yeah, great race. Lucas Degrassi did great, came in third. Um, that battle for first, second, and third was pretty good for a while until the last couple of laps when he kind of fell back a little bit. Um, Wemmy almost overtook Bird for the win. And I think I kind of wanted that to happen because if he if there was another lap, he would have taken all the way to the front. Yeah, possibly. I mean, Bird maybe could have held him off too, but yeah, they wow, it was great. It Um, makes me think about the the back to the front makes me think about that drive that we 
I guess not memorialize that, but we revere the uh, Jensen Button 2011 in Canada, where he literally was every single position in the race, and like yes. was just like, "I'm overtaking these bitches." I'm gonna pit stop again for the 18th time. Yeah, it wasn't that bad, but it was it was it was pretty. Funny <laughs> well, um, really, you can only have one pit stop in an FE race, so that's true. Uh, you can you could technically have more you than one, you could but technically it would have more. Kill your race completely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the next race is in Mexico, which is fun. It's actually, I believe it's mostly on the same track as F1. So that should be pretty um, interesting to see kind of to compare what the two series look like on the same circuit. Um, obviously, the Formula E cars will be a lot slower, but that's okay. Um, Salvador Duran is Mexican and just came back into the series. He's driving for a Gurry. So that should be a good good way to promote the series in Mexico. And then the race after that is Long Beach, which I will be at. I'm very pumped about it. <clears throat> so, yeah, other stuff happening in Formula E. There is a rumored race in New York City next year. Uh, they want to use that as the season finale instead of London, which obviously, as an American, I am all for. Uh, aside from that, there's possibly going to be a race in Montreal, which would also be amazing. Um, and that's pretty much it for Formula E for now. Simona came in 14th. She made a very nice pass at turn one on the first lap, uh, kind of weaving in and out of some traffic. Almost almost had an issue, but didn't. Drove it very well. Uh, she, I believe she also ended the race 14th. 14th or 13th. Um, but that's fine. Um, newcomer Mike Conway uh, had a great drive until his car kind of crapped out on him. He came over from IndyCar. Uh, he was in IndyCar for a long time, so that was that was nice to see him just hop in the car and do super well on his first weekend. Um, he took what? Jacques Villeneuve's place, um, and the fact that he could immediately drive that car up towards the front of the grid instead of just kind of puttering along in the back like Villeneuve was for the first couple races is just proof that Villeneuve did not belong in Formula E. You know what that makes me think Get of? Get out of here. And not to... Not to sp- <laughs> That just makes me think of, um, I believe it was GP3 last year, and it was a certain driver who had terrible results all year. And they finally replaced said driver, and the person who they replaced it with won the next race in the same, in legitimately the same car. And you were like, oh, so it wasn't the car. It wasn't the car. Yeah. It wasn't the car. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're like, uh... I'm really sorry it's about. But that's okay. That driver now has a that that driver now has a uh testing position with an F1 team. So you know the world is fair. Oh jeez. It's fine. It's money, fine. money. Whatever. That's we'll, we'll talk about F1 a little bit later on. And one thing that we should talk on is the insanity of watching people announce who their new test and reserve and development drivers are cuz you're literally like, "Who is this dude?" And then your next question is, "What country does he come from and who's funding his existence?" The funny thing is too is that all the people that have oil backed, like oil funded uh drives are struggling this year because the oil prices are down so low. So like we can talk about the loss of Pastor Maldonado. We could. We're going to wait a bit. We will. Though. Right. Let's Wrap up Formula E and let's talk about your baby. Let's talk about IndyCar. My children. So I'm my really sons. looking. I, I know that you're super excited for this IndyCar season because obviously you love IndyCar. I'm super excited for this IndyCar season because I have committed to actually watching the majority of this IndyCar season. Last year, I think I saw like two races maybe i saw the indy 500 i thoroughly enjoyed it 
No, I watched Indy 500 and I watched uh, the Grand Prix of St. Pete's. Okay. And I tried to watch parts of the Indy of, of New Orleans and I was just like, what is happening? Why are we on a go-kart track at a field? <laughs> because that's how this works. It's but beautiful. I'm super looking forward to this car indie season, this indie car season. I've been doing my due diligence, trying to make sure I know who everyone is, and, and I do that. And I mean, obviously, I have a pretty solid idea of, from watching in the past and, and reading, and obviously being friends with you, because most of my indie car basis is based on uh, knowledge is based on stupid videos that you have sent me. Listen, this is this is how I operate. Okay, it's great. It works out. This is how I suck people in. It, this is how I got sucked in. So it, it's it's fine. I've, so yeah, picked, a, I've picked my favorite soon? driver and I'm ready to go. You did. Who is it going to be? You have to tell that story again now. Ah, uh, <laughs> it's going to be James Hinchcliffe. Because A, he's Canadian and I live in Canada. B, I mean, I kind of like Will Powell because he's Australian, but like he, I don't know. I he's feel like if I fell asleep near him, but I also feel like if I fell asleep near him, I may not wake up. <laughs> Like, he's kind of got those eyes that are like... I actually find him I find him quite entertaining. He's very Australian in that dry humor sense, and I really like that because it makes me think of home. But I ran into James Hinchcliffe during the off-season, actually, at an NHL party. So the NHL... Uh, I used to work at the NHL. We had a New Year's Eve party. It's routinely epic. This year's was at the House of Blues in Boston, um, and the entertainment was the band Fun, or Nate Roos from Fun, so it was pretty legit. And I'm standing at a bar, and this guy is standing pretty much next to me, and I'm like, oh my god, that has to be James Hinchcliffe. And then I'm like, of course it's not James Hinchcliffe. What is James Hinchcliffe doing in Boston at an NHL party? So one of my girlfriends is with me, and she's also a motorsports fan, and I'm like, oh my god, is that James Hinchcliffe? And we're like, no, he's just too skinny to be James Hinchcliffe, right? So I'm like thinking, oh, let me just do something. Get out my phone, open up my Instagram, find his. And his first photo is a photo from Boston of the Winter Classic. And I was like, oh, my God, this is James Hinchcliffe. So I got my drink and, and casually started to psych myself up to go over and, and introduce myself and say hi and, like, maybe try and take a photo because I'm not really used to this and I'm not really good at this because I work with athletes, but normally when I work with athletes, I have a legitimate reason to be talking to them. It's not just me randomly walking up and I don't do that and I'm not a photo person and I'm not an autograph collector or any of that. So I was like, I actually legitimately have no idea what I'm doing right now. So we kind of walk over towards him and his sister's there and I'm like, excuse me, is that James Hinchcliffe? She's like, yeah. And I think she's a little bit confused because we're at an NHL party. I don't think he'd right, actually no be recognized by anyone. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anyone had recognized who he was that night. Because there was, there's a bunch of NHL players also wandering around. Um, and they were like, people like, oh my God, it's you know Ben Scrivens. Oh my God, it's like, uh, I can't remember. I think it was like Lars Eller or someone else. There was a couple of people. And so I was like, oh yeah, she's like, how do you, I'm like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bit of a motorsports fan. And so she's like dragged me over and we start talking <laughs> to him and we probably talking to him for like a good 15 minutes. And he was lovely and charming and hilarious. And he, my favorite part though was, um, uh, he asked me what I was doing at the party. I was like, oh, well actually I, I work at the NHL. So it's kind of like our staff New Year's party as well. He's like, oh, cool. What do you, what do you, what do you do at the NHL? And I'm like, oh. This is going to sound really stupid, but um, I'm like a professional Twitterer. <laughs> and he just looks at me and he's like, you know what? I drive cars in a circle. 
it beats having a real job. I was like, you know what? Yes, because this is not a real job. I get paid to make to go to sporting events and to watch sport and to talk about it on the internet. Like, that's not a real job. But anyway, he was charming and lovely and we had a photo with him and he was very nice and I will always be a fan now. So you'll cheer for him. But he's a that's lot. Sh- he's a lot. He's a lot smaller than I thought he was. But I think that's also because I'm so used to dealing with the one motorsports driver that I dealt with on a regular basis was like six foot one, and the hockey players I deal with on a regular basis are at minimum normally five ten, six foot, two hundred yeah. pounds. So I'm used to dealing with people that make me feel like an absolute midget. Like the only person that never has done that is Johnny Gaudreau. And if you watch hockey, you'll understand why. Because that kid is like five foot six on a good day. (laughs) I stood next to him at a bar and I was like, whoa, you, like I could put my armor. Oh, yeah. But I'm all team James Hinchcliffe. I'm all team James Hinchcliffe. But to be honest, you know me. I'm really like team everyone. Yeah, but it's nice to have someone to, you know, cheer for. Yeah, someone to back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have, like, I I feel like Him and, like, him and Joseph. Him and Joseph. This is the series where I'm more like you in that I cheer for so many people. It's just hard to keep track of, like, who I want to do well on what given day. I cheer for Um, a good race. Right. I cheer for, you know, no one to get hurt. Um, Which is sadly a serious thing that you gotta worry about yeah let's Um, let's move on with that one yeah yeah um let's talk about who is driving the series this year let's talk about how connor daly has a full season ride i'm so excited um i am psyched to see connor daly's massive forehead and jaw in every race this year um i wonder if that's a i wonder if that's like a a a cult not a cultural thing but like i think of other big-headed drivers and well connor daly's background is obviously irish and david coulthard's background is i literally went to say spanish and i was like scottish Scottish. yeah yeah i wonder if that's like a a regional thing like massive-headed drivers (laughs) well what other british drivers jensen button doesn't have a massive head oh no no but but he's british there's a difference Oh my god. There's not a difference. <laughs> There's not really a difference. Excuse me. There is a legit difference between Scotland and Ireland and Britain. Scotland okay. and Ireland are Scotland awesome. and Ireland are not the same thing. No, I know that. But they're also <laughs> not Britain. Alright. Connor Daly has a full season ride. Uh, he drove an IMSA last year and did a couple of fill-in drives after Hinchcliffe got hurt. Um, as well as the Indy 500s. He'll be driving for Dale Coyne Racing. That's pretty great. Uh, Sage Karam is not driving for a full season, and I'm mad about it, but he'll be in for the Indy 500, and he is driving an IMSA this year, so that's not that bad. That's pretty good. There's actually, there are IMSA races, um, near me. There's one in Connecticut, so I might actually go. And they do one in <laughs> so Ontario. Uh, do you know where Mosport is? The, I think it's, it's some, I don't know, it's near Toronto-ish, kinda. Uh, but it's in Canada. It must be near Toronto, right? Um, no, that's whatever. Stop looking at me like that. <laughs> uh, I was like, oh, excuse anyways. me. Excuse me, America. I'm glad you live close to Texas. I, I can drive there. I drove there one time. It took a long that time. That was probably a bad life decision. <laughs> that was with my family. It was not a great time. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure they do a race up there. They do one at Watkins Glen, too. So we're hoping to maybe get to a couple of those races if we have free time. Which we might not. I don't know. 
<laughs> I was uh, like, but you don't have. Uh, no, no, no. Um, other stuff. Carpenter Fisher Hartman Racing is no longer a thing. It is now Ed Carpenter Racing. Um, Sarah Fisher's side of the garage. Um, again, with the oil money, Hartman Oil uh, kind of couldn't really afford to sponsor a car for a whole year so they had to fold into ed carpenter racing um i'm not sure if sarah fisher still has the role on the team but she's no longer going to be the you know team owner role um which is sad because it was always really nice to see her up there kind of mentoring joseph and you know seeing them hug after races and everything was always really delightful and being i just badass lady team owner yeah mama fisher i don't want her to leave like i'm sad it sucks um, they're actually, yeah, her family is opening, too. um, a big go-karting complex in, in, in Indianapolis. So cool. I think we're going to try to stop by there. It's, it must be, they must be aiming for an open by the Indy 500. Cause that would be huge. For oh, them. you'd have to say so yeah. from business sense. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. So we're hoping for that. Speaking of the hundredth running of the Indy 500. I'm so excited. Did you see the, uh, you know what made me laugh? See the Super Bowl commercial? I didn't because, um, I pretty much just watched the halftime show because I legit have no idea what's happening in, in football. <laughs> like, I watch football and I try and I'm like, I don't get this. No, like, no, I no. get that if you get the ball from here to there, Tessie. you get points. Like, I understand I did not that. Watch, I didn't watch a minute of the actual football. Um, I watched the commercial yeah. yesterday morning on the bus. Uh, it's really good. You should take a look at it. It's just like the history of the race and... Um, it's very yeah. Cool. Well, it's every cool. I've been seeing the ad for the Daytona 500, and it's like the biggest race in motorsports. I'm like, I'm gonna let you finish Daytona, but you're yeah. not even the biggest race with the word 500 in your name. I beg to differ, fam. Yeah, I. Uh, I yeah. Um, and they're like, yeah. it's thousands of pounds of concrete and steel. I was like, that's great. It's yeah, a so grandstand. Yeah, it, it it fine. Um. So yeah, currently Liz and I are trying to figure out like how to do the Indy 500. So if any of our intrepid listeners have tips on that, please tweet at me. Cause I have no idea where we're staying or like what to do or when to get there or anything. So this is going to be an adventure. It goes for two weeks, doesn't it? It does. We're not going two for weekends. two weeks. Oh my God. Yeah. Cause, Cause the, I was uh, like, I was like, what the qualifying shit? Qualifying is the weekend before. It's like a whole huge thing, which I guess makes sense because I was... it's a massive grit. Yeah, but I just got, but I just got so confused last year because I had come in, I didn't really know anything about. It. I was like, "What do you mean the quality?" It's a, uh, uh, what? Yeah. like when you've come from like F one, you're like, I legitimately am confused as to what's happening right now. Like, what is going on? It's much more. It's much more of a spectacle um, than a lot, which is hard to say because F one, you know, makes a giant spectacle of itself. But um, yeah, the fact that it's two weeks and. You know, there's also the Grand Prix yeah. of Indianapolis a couple weeks later. So it's really, you spend a whole month in Indianapolis. In, in the, in but which is great for all of them because they all live in Indianapolis anyway. Yeah. So they're like... A lot of the teams now, are based there Now, question about, mm-hmm. about Indy. Is this year's schedule as horribly compressed as last year's or have they given the, a little bit more time? Um, well, there are three more races this year. So, yes. Does, uh, does IndyCar not Indy like its mechanics and teams? <laughs> Does it, do you say do they not like their mechanics? Uh, I don't. 
Well, I, I just, I was like looking, I, I read an article last year talking to some indie mechanics and shop people and things like that. And they were just talking about the absurdity of the schedule. Like they'd never seen their family. They were never getting home. They were going from race to race to race to race for like four, six, eight weeks in a row. I mean, even like the F1 schedule can be bad, but it's not even that bad. Yeah. So looking at the schedule right now, there are, there's a back-to-back in April from Long Beach to Alabama. There's the whole month of Indianapolis that you basically spend in Indianapolis. There is, in June, there's a back-to-back from Detroit to Texas, the Firestone 600. Uh, And then, in July, you have a back-to-back-to-back with Iowa, Toronto, and Mid-Ohio. And then from there, it's kind of every other week. So, I mean, the other nice thing is that it's all in the USA. So... Yeah, it is all like in the USA, but you've also got to remember that a lot of these people have to drive trucks between these places. That is true. That is true. But, I mean, it's not like, you know, if you're have to, if you in England or you're from England and you have to fly to Australia for two weeks and then go to Malaysia and your family's on the true, other side of the true. world, you can never talk to them because they're in the same, they're in different time zones, they're on a weird schedule. Wait, like, wait, you are you to... telling me about, are you telling me about time no, no, zones? No, 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 but I'm just saying that, like, <laughs> the biggest, the biggest problem you have yeah. driving within the USA is, yeah, the truck driving, but you can always, like, call home. You can always, you don't have to adjust your sleep schedule at all. Like, all the races are within one, like, one area. And that's, I think. I don't think you're probably getting much sleep in in that being said. Yeah. Yeah. So. But it's good. Indy 500 coming up. Super Bowl commercial. If you haven't seen it, go and watch it. It is awesome. I will do so after this, after this race, (laughs) after this discussion. (laughs) Yeah. What else do I need to know for IndyCar in 2016, Sarah Connors? Um, Marco Andretti got engaged. <laughs> I thought that was yes, fun. yes, because come to the Grid Girls for, so we can Listen. keep you all up to date on the personal <laughs> gossip of players' lives. It's important. Marco Andretti got engaged. It was uh, cute. Sage Karam needs twenty first plans. Sage Karam needs birthday plans. Yes. Oh, um, dude, you know who else is going to be in any car this year? Uh, freaking Max Chilton. Max Chilton is in IndyCar. The, 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 so the cheekbones, the cheekbones the of cheekbones England returned. are returning. It's so magical. It's going to be amazing. Um, it's got to be actually quite funny because he is so proper. Yes. Like, proper. And also, IndyCar is so not. Not. The best part, too, is that he's driving for... Uh, he's basically taking Sage Karam's spot. So uh, his teammates are going to be Scott Dixon, Tony Kanaan, and Charlie Kibble. But Scott Dixon and Tony Kanaan were the ones that made uh, Sage Karam's like Camaro turn pink. So I'm just oh, waiting so to they're see, going like, to just spend a year torturing Max Chilton. Oh my god, please! <laughs> I need this. So that should be fun. Um, one more quick note on IndyCar. So we have three new races this year. Obviously, Boston, Phoenix, and Road America. Um, I'm actually really excited for Road America. Road America, I think, is one of the closest things to an F1 circuit on this calendar. Um, they drove it in testing. James Hinchcliffe was driving it in testing. Uh, that was his first time back in a car, and it just looks so cool. It looks like it's in the middle of nowhere, like kind of an Austria or you know one of those races. Uh, and I really want to go. Um, I think that where is it? Be good. It's in Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah. Wisconsin. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so Wisconsin. no reason to ever go to Wisconsin except maybe an IndyCar race. So and the Badgers, 
not even though. Because you Women's can see them hockey. when they go to places that aren't Wisconsin. True. Wisconsin. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Fair yes. enough. So, that is IndyCars. Mm-hmm. I guess we can talk about it. Let's talk about the one where... I, yeah, let's talk about the area where I can actually contribute to this <laughs> podcast. Yep. First of all... Let's talk about F1. So much news. has happened. The newest news, though. Let's start today and work backwards, because I'm so excited. Pascal Berline, driving for Manor. They have not announced their other driver yet, but yay. It's 100% because they're using Mercedes engines, and, and Mercedes is going to use them yeah, as a We're also team, not... So well, well the, that's, see, that's the interesting thing. Mercedes are using Manor, essentially, as a junior team, but they're also sending one of their Mercedes drivers off to be the test driver at Renault? Yeah, that's kind of weird. So I, I saw that, and, and obviously Renault aren't using Mercedes. Renault are a works team. So Mercedes are going to be putting some dollars in there. for It's Esteban... Now, is it Ocon or Osa? Ocon. Esteban. Yeah. Esteban Ocon is is the is the test uh, test slash reserve driver for uh, Renault's new Renault F1 team, and that's also quite interesting because obviously it's a slightly different situation to uh, Pascal Furline. but yeah, man, uh, Mercedes just taking all the drivers for themselves and sending them everywhere else. It's fine. It's going to be great. Um, Manor lost some personnel this offseason. Graham Loudon and John Booth actually announced recently that they are entering a team in LMP2 and WEC. So that's going to be fun. We'll see them at Lone Star Le Mans. So we're still going to get to see... We're still going to get to see everyone's favorite, Graham Loudon. Yes, which is delightful. I'm glad that they've got another project. Um, so that should be fun. Handsome old man, Graham Loudon. I know, for real. The yeah, car yeah. looks great. I, I don't know if I sent you the livery when I was being like, oh, my God, this is awesome. But I had seen it and was like, this is one of the nicest liveries I've seen for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like, know. Apparently, everyone, actually... everyone, in WEC, everyone in WEC is like, our car must be red, white, and uh, black. black. But at least <laughs> they went, like, really out there with it. I literally nearly went red, white, and blue from instinct. Bless. Bless. <laughs> you do realize Australia's net flag is red, white, and blue, right? I know, but that's not the that thing. being said. Our national colors for sport are green and gold. Yeah, yeah, kangaroos, which is weird. It's weird. No, um, wattle. It's what? a flower. Oh, well, it's, it's green and it's green and gold after a flower. Well, yes, I know kangaroos the more, themselves the are more not you, green and gold. The more you know people, the more you know. Uh, yeah, so Renault is a works team now. That's pretty interesting. Uh, their car looks horrendous. I'm not pumped about it at all. I love it. No, it's boring as hell. Are you kidding me? Like, uh, you're Renault. Yeah, you're supposed I, to be yellow. Yeah, yeah but but I I look. I'm not yeah, I, okay. It could be boring as hell. But I don't know. It has this kind of like sleek black panther kind of thing going on. Right, okay, but like, you know what? How many other cars in the grid are going for that, like, smooth, like, either dark gray or black? Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not, I'm, I'm definitely not no. thinking about it in the context of the entire grid. Like, yes, a bright yellow car would definitely liven up the grid. I just kind of look independently at that car. I, I quite liked it. and But I also think, uh, see, I'm in two minds with it because it's kind of like, um... Uh, it's also their I'm kind of in the mind. It's not their final livery. True. Well, so. but it, oh my god! Then why are we even discussing this? Like know. it's legit. Because then. they launched it as if it was going to be their actual livery for the season, which was really <sighs> weird. 
their their actual um yeah. their press conference was really cool um in that they had their formula e car there too so they're they're kind of that's cool you know promoting look i gotta be i gotta be honest with you i care about renault f1 for one major reason why kevin magnuson yeah, that's true. That's true. Oh my god, I was so excited. They were like, um, the news was coming out, and they were like, oh, Pastor Maldonado is probably leaving Renault and Kevin Magnussen in. And I was like, no, we are not. We are not giving any thrift. We're not giving any shift to these rumors because Kevin Magnussen's middle name is practically almost Kevin almost Magnussen. <laughs> Kevin almost got the house drive, Magnussen. Kevin almost got a, 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 the second drive at McLaren again, Magnussen. Kevin almost. And then we have Ron Dennis who comes out and is like, Kevin didn't meet his targets for this year. I was like, what the fuck was his target? To sit down and shut up for long enough? Yeah, exactly. Like, and then, and then they were, they officially announced it. They were like, Kevin Magnussen is driving for Renault. And I just couldn't deal. I was so excited. But the best part was texting all of my F1 friends, including my brother, and being like, like particularly my brother, because I said to Sam, I was like, you know how you won all that money last year on betting Pastor Maldonado is the first retirement? Unfortunately, you're going to have to find a new driver to do that. (laughs) Unfortunately, that's not... And here's, here's a question for you. With the loss of Pastor Maldonado... Who are who is currently the most penalized driver on the grid now? Oh, that's a good Top question. Two. Who is it? Currently holding the most uh, like penalties. Yeah. Um, for in for, for driving infractions rather than team infractions. Right, right. Carlos Sainz Jr. Okay. And Max Verstappen. Well, yeah, that makes sense because they're babies. I know, I know. People were like, oh my God. I was like, bro, they're rookies. You're talking yeah. about what they did in their first season. Max Verstappen is at the point where I think if he gets it's either two or four more driving penalties before May 21st, they're going to sus- 24th, they're going to suspend him for a race. Oh, geez. Well, that's. Like, Max Verstappen is actually at the risk of that happening. That's hilarious. Um, I'm so Renault. I'm really happy that they gave Julian Palmer a chance to. Uh, basically, I'm pretty I excited am... about the whole grid for next year. Renault, Renault looks like for for this year. Renault looks like a team yeah, that's actually going to nurture some some driving talent. Someone was like, "Oh well, why did they get rid of Pasta and bring in Kevin?" I was like, "If you aren't going to, if your driver isn't bringing in fifteen million, and you're going to have to foot the bill for someone, I would foot the bill for a driver that you think may actually do something." Yeah, exactly. So that's good. So, um, if we never see Pastor Maldonado in a race again, he leaves the race as one of the newest additions to the group of... Leaves the sport as one of the newest additions to the group of drivers who won one race only. Yes. Also, RIP has Maldonado crashed today. I'm so sad that that website no longer has a function. <laughs> it was I'm sad that that website no longer has a, fu- a function, but I would rather not have oh, Maldonado or Obviously. Obviously. But at least we made That being said, what a lazy what a lazy journalist's going to write and talk about now. I don't know. I don't know. You're going to have to make some efforts, guys. What, what Yeah, you're going to actually have to do your job. I know what a pain in the ass. God forbid. I mean, um, really. So yeah, anyways, um little side note, speaking of liveries, uh the Chip Canassi car that Max Chilton is going to be driving looks unbelievable. Do you see this? It's like it's this beautiful gradient. I love it. Anyways, you'll all see it soon. Um, 
Also, I, from what I hear, someone is trying to introduce a anti-Hillary Clinton car. Yes. Oh my God. For the Indy 500. It's, I think that was just concept art. It must have just been concept art. Obviously, this car does not exist anymore it's... yet. If it's going to exist at all. <laughs> but like, what the hell? <laughs> I mean, if you have that kind of money, go for it. It'll be really funny. I do not, I don't approve of it at all. But like, I guess the more ridiculous, the better. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It's Maybe. A, it's a I guess. Insane. Potentially. Mm, I guess it gives you something to cheer against. The nice thing is that it won't be one True. of the it won't be one of the main IndyCar like names that we've been you know following all year because the Indy 500. Yeah, it'll be one those, of like, those ones. The one-off runners. Random people. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's okay. Pip and the Man people that you're just like, oh, cute. Booyah! Excellent. So yeah, that's good. Other F1 stuff. Testing is soon. We get one more manor driver yes. to hear to hear about. That's that's good. Is uh, is that the that's the only spot we're still waiting on hearing about, correct? Yes. Yes. Yep. Uh, Mercedes are talking like they're scared of Ferrari for twenty sixteen, but that's what they said in twenty fifteen and I don't believe them anymore ever. Um, I feel like no one spins bullshit better than the Mercedes. You're not wrong. Stay. You're absolutely not wrong. They're very good at that. Uh, I tend to make a habit of not being wrong. <sighs> Um, <laughs> did you see the <laughs> speaking of things that should be wrong all the time um did you see the sky f1 thing where it was like lewis hamilton could dominate the sport for another 10 years and i was like yes yes sky f1 he's gonna dominate the sport until he's 41 i will believe that when i see <laughs> it. i will believe that never. yeah i i saw that and i was like no Listen, Sky. Like, if you said to me I he just, could dominate the sport for the next five years, I'd be like, yes, yeah, maybe, that's highly possibly. likely. I mean, maybe with the huge regulation changes next year, no. But also... No, yeah. We just, see we see the same thing that happened before last season, and instead of Mercedes coming out on top, someone else comes out on top. Yes. Like Honda, maybe. Oh, no. I don't never. Know. No way. Honda need to start now. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, so... <laughs> I am not Question, Sarah. Do what? you think the grid do you think the grid is going to be more competitive this year? Do you think the the, the racing and the we, do you think we're going to see A a larger variety of people on the podium, B a larger variety of winners, or C a closer field in general to any of Honestly, those? I think all three. Um, I want to say specifically, mm-hmm. I think this might be a good year for uh, Force India to finally get some podiums. Some, you know, aside from Checo's once in a great while situations. No, no, no. Check, yeah, 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 yeah. Checo, no. Like, you're like, maybe Force India. I was like, I don't care about Checo Perez. No, All but I, I think he's a good driver. Nico Hulkenberg. Oh, that, yes, yes. I think course. so too, but I'm definitely team Nico Hulkenberg. By the way, have you seen Hulkenberg's new helmet? Yes, it's beautiful. It actually says Hulk on the back in oh. bright green. I love it. Um, I loved, I was like, there's so much neon in this. It's just, this is my jam. It's beautiful, yes. Um, yeah, think, you know, whatever you think of Checo, uh, that's fine. But I do think that both of them will be competing for podiums this year. I think this is going to be one of the years that they're actually going to have a chance. Um, yeah, I also want to see how Haas does. Uh, they're talking yep. like they're going to come in and Renault be part as of well. the I'm interested right to away. see. Uh, also, yep, I'm interested to see how Renault go. Yep. Renault for sure, yeah. Uh, Manor having the Mercedes engines, I mean, I don't know what their ch- chassis is going to look like, but 
those Mercedes engines we know are really good. Uh, so, yeah. Um, I'm not, and this is actually, we're going to move into our questions segment next. Um, and actually, let's just do that right now because someone... Let's, let's, yeah. I started off the questions. Let's go through the questions that some other listeners and friends of the show have got for us. Yes, for our next podcast, too, if you tweet questions at us with hashtag AskTGG, uh, we will we'll answer these and it'll be a good time. So, And we uh, will ask any questions within, within realm. We'll answer yeah. any questions within the realm of good taste. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so, segueing right Maybe that, some actually, with bad taste, but uh, Grant, Grant Sales, at hashtag, or at Grant Sales, asked us what will become of Sabra next season. I think they're going to be the team we're going to see at the back all the time. I think they are going to be this year's winner. Yeah. So, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Grant, guys. we hate to so break it to you, but you need to stop picking teams whose colors are blue and yellow because the blues haven't been working for you so well so far. No. I mean, at least he's not a Chelsea fan. <laughs> right? Right. That could be worse. That would be, yeah, that yeah, would be yeah. a good – that would be terrible. That would be terrible. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Grant, Salva, we just don't think they're going to be very good. Bye. Um – Someone in our have fun watching. Have fun. Yeah, it's like have fun watching uh, Marcus Erickson loitering at the back of the thing now. That's fine. Team IKEA, the IKEA car will be poking around the back. It'll be fine. Um, Next question. Uh, Kate Simini asks us, which drivers are good ones to follow if you know nothing about race cars? Kate Simini, friend of the friend of the show, friend Friend of ours, asks, which drivers are good. Now, this is always a hard one because you're like, well, what do you like? Like, everyone has different preferences for what they, they like. Even within hockey, even like, because obviously we're, we're, we and her are from hockey backgrounds. Kate's specialty is women's hockey, which is how we both, we both know her. So I would make my recommendations if you're looking for a Formula One driver, obviously Simona De Silvestro. She's your badass lady driver. She's representing for the women in there. Um... IndyCar, I would have recommended any driver driving for uh, CHF Racing because obviously Sarah Fisher uh, heading that team. Unfortunately, Sarah Fisher is no longer there. We do have one or two women that obviously race in the Indy 500, so keep your eye out for Pippa Man and Catherine Legg hopefully coming up around the Indy 500 time. Uh, if we're an F1 and you want uh, – obviously, there's, there's no real female drivers in, in female roles there uh, – Williams our racing team has Claire Williams as one of their as their uh, I think she's their like assistant principal or something like that so check on them uh, check out Haas Ruth Buns and as we previously mentioned their chief strategist but if you want like drivers for F1 yeah, to get just into name, um, name three I keep drivers. recommending I keep recommending look I recommend Max Verstappen to a lot of people because he's young and his racing is just fun to watch uh, if you don't know a whole lot about racing, even if you do know a whole lot about racing, he's super fun to watch. Um, I also like Nico Hulkenberg in that kind of similar sense. He can be really fun to watch too when it's going well. And probably Sebastian Mattel, I'd say him as well, because they're all kind of in that vein of when they're on, they can be amazing to watch in a super interesting kind of like ballsy, risk-taking, sometimes stupid decision-making kind of way. So you just named like 18 people. If you had to name a top three... Okay, so I like, named no, three... No, listen, listen, listen. If you... Give me three names for Kate to Google, basically. Okay, if we're talking F1? No, just three drivers. Three Anything. race car drivers. Okay. Pick three. 
Simona de Silvestro into a Google hole, and this is how we're gonna start here. Simo- on Simona de Silvestro, um, Alex Rossi because America, mm-hmm. and uh, Max Verstappen because yeah, amazing young racer. Um, on top of that, I'm gonna add my three. Well, Rossi was gonna be one of mine, but that's fine. You can take him. Sorry. Once. Um, for you to fall down your Google <laughs> hole, I am gonna say I am gonna say Lewis Hamilton. I think you should look him up and read about him because yep. he's he's a really good driver. Uh, he's a little bit controversial uh, in that he wins all the time and people don't like him for it. Whatever. He, put it like this, Kate. He's he's F1's PK Subat. He is. That is a really good way to put it. That is a really good way to put it. Yeah. So Lewis Hamilton. I mean, I'm gonna we're not drawing Google. that. We're not drawing that similarity because they're both black. The similarity is how the media talks about them and yes. what they do away from the, the their field of play. Yes, exactly. So Lewis Hamilton. Um, I want you to Google Joseph Newgarden because he's a young and up and coming indie car driver. He's also delightful. Uh, and, yeah, I'll just add two names. I think your three names were good. Rossi was going to be one of mine, and you, you stole him, jerk. Uh, but Sorry. Yeah, so there's five, there's five people for you to start looking into and, and, and whatnot, so that's that's a good thing. Well, you can have Rossi back, and I'll tell her to also look up Sebastian Battelle, because if you like Monty Python humor, the kid has a fair bit of it. That's true. He's German, and he just loves British humor. It's very strange. I He's just kind of a strange cookie in general. It's fine. All right. Third question uh, from Mingo Noshoba on Twitter. Three new IndyCar venues. Which will survive three seasons? Will Ford return? And am I going to the Indy 500? Um, yes, I am. I don't think Ford will return anytime soon. I think Honda and Chevy have that locked down. Um, the three new IndyCar yep. venues being Boston, Phoenix, and Road America. I don't know. I think Road America will survive easily. Um, I think they won't have a problem there. Yeah. I think Phoenix probably has a good chance of it too. And I think the one that's the most in danger of not surviving the three seasons would be Boston only because, you know, we've seen before that the city circuits are a little unstable in terms of, you know, running out their full contract length. Baltimore didn't really survive that. Uh, also all of the, <laughs> the not in my backyard people in Boston have already put up such a fight about even just season one that, if we get this race off the ground this year, I will be very, very pleased. And I, I, I don't know if I can see it going the whole three years of the contract, but I hope, I hope for personally, you know, biased reasons, obviously. <laughs> for um, personal reasons, because it's in your city. Yes. It, it's also a really cool course. Like, I don't know if you've looked at the, the actual layout of it or at all, uh, but there's a tunnel. It goes through a tunnel. Like, it's just really neat. Okay, that's neat. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping. Um, all right, next question. RJ O'Connell asks, who finishes highest in the Indy 500 this year? Connor Daly, Sage Karam, or Joseph Newgarden? Oh, uh, who's Connor Daly racing for? Dale Coyne. Who's Connor Daly racing for again? Dale Coyne racing. They're decent. Uh, He's also very good. Team. Yeah, I'm thinking Connor. I'm thinking Connor Daly. Okay, so, and then who? I, I think... Daily Yost, Daily New Garden, Karam. Okay, I'm gonna say New Garden, Karam, and I think Daily's gonna catch on fire again because that's happened to him so much. Like we just gotta continue True. the. That does happen. That does happen. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. Uh, RJ also asks, "What is your favorite race car that looked awesome but performed like hot garbage?" Did the uh, fan car? Do I don't that? know if any of my favorite. 
Do you remember the Brabham fan car? The which one? The fan car. No. I, it's old. It's from, I believe, no. the 70s. I don't think it did very well. Maybe it no. won a race and then they banned uh, it, but I don't know. Look, if we're no. talking about liveries, um, a lot of the liveries that I've loved were testing liveries or the cars weren't hot garbage. I absolutely loved the ridiculous Red Bull, like, crazy pattern livery from last year, the kind of, like, zebra thing. Um, there's a technical term for it. I can't remember what it is. A testing um, livery. I l- no, 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 no. The actual pattern has a technical term. I can't think of what it is off the top of my head. Um, I loved last year's Williams livery. I just loved the white and the. the I loved that car livery. Like I love the martini stripes so much. But they didn't As you do like because it's garbage. on your car. They weren't garbage. No, no. But I'm saying like. I don't, I don't really think I have any car. Like, meh. I loved the old Force India really green, white, and orange livery. It wasn't so really that go. much hot garbage, though. You know which one I really liked? Um, that, I did uh, have a soft spot. I did have a soft spot for the caterer. I was just going to say that. Because that car the, was the, hot garbage. The bright green, that was, that was a bad car. That was not a good car at all. I think we also just loved that, that car and that livery because it was just so different to everything else mm-hmm. that we'd had. And this is why I want Renault to go with the yellow livery because it's so different yeah. uh, that I just, yeah. I, need, I need something unique. I need no, less of the like, oh yeah. man, we're so mean. We, we have silver and black and whatever uh give me bright colors this is also why i love indycar and formula e so much is because the liveries are so out there um and it's yes. beautiful yeah so all right yo next. yo f1 you need some help with some liveries call Please. us we got you sorted um next we question. know how to use adobe photoshop oh my god yes we do uh next question and microsoft paint next that's what you question <laughs> final question <laughs> question um james ruffy tegretto power asks uh formula e question what do we think about the possible montreal epre at the gp circuit uh if it's at the gp circuit i don't really know how good it's gonna be honestly i think i think yes to the montreal epre mm-hmm. no to it being at the gp circuit yeah. i think one thing efe has to be really smart about is not putting themselves in positions where they can create direct performance comparisons between themselves and f1 so using a track that is basically the same as is as an f1 track rather than just potentially using components as they may in some places is a bad idea because you're going to get the situation where people are going to be like oh it's just like f1 but not as good yeah and that's why i'm actually you know, i'm interested you need to, to see... set it in, in situations that differentiate yes i'm interested to see kind of on that note how mexico goes next week because i know they're using a lot of the f1 track there um and i know they've been working to not put themselves in direct competition with formula one for the most part but i think a one-off would be okay uh in terms of montreal um yeah i do think it would be interesting to have it near the olympic park there are some some you know twisty turny roads over there that could work i don't think it would ever be downtown much like i think this proposed new york city race uh as much as it would be really cool to have it in manhattan i think that's more likely to be in brooklyn kind of like in london where you know that race is a little out of the way too um yeah but yeah i I think a montreal race would be awesome and i want it to be a thing i'm just thinking of what a manhattan race would look like it would basically just be going around a giant rectangle yes that's true. Unless you had it below, like down in the uh, like lower. 
And I think some of those roads are just not good enough for you to be able to have that They're also too busy. Like, you couldn't shut... It's it's bad enough when they shut it for the marathon. Like, no. You couldn't shut it down for a week. No. 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 And I mean, granted... Well, Sarah Connors, that was the last question. That was. I was going to say, well, granted, they shut down the roads in Long Beach for, like, three days. But even that would be too much, I think, in Manhattan. So. Yeah. But yeah, that's it. Yeah. This is one of the busiest cities in the world. Yeah. not Not so much on that. Um, but yeah. Not happening. We did well. We got through a whole podcast without anyone's internet dying. We did. What a miracle. <laughs> After the two days it has taken us to get to this point, you've yeah. got to understand, people, that that's an achievement. Listen, it's testing. It's preseason. We're trying to get our, we're trying to get our shit we are in pre. We are in hashtag preseason form. Yes, it's true. Um, well, Sarah Connors, for season for the first episode, do you have anything more to add? I was going to say, we're going to try to do this weekly. So get ready, guys. Get ready. Try. Try being try. The, the keyword there. Um, yeah, yeah. So for the first episode of season two of the Grid Girls podcast, thank you very much for joining us at this slightly earlier hour than we normally do this. Yeah. I am Sasky Stewart. You can find me on Twitter at at Sasky Stewart. You are... I'm Sarah Connors. It's at Sarah underscore Connors. Come say hi. You can find us, us at, at The Grid Girls. Yep. You can come and ask us any questions. We prefer the use of the hashtag. Uh, yeah, hashtag do the thing. TGG. Hashtag ask So TGG. that we can find it. Yeah, we'll do, we're going to do that segment every time too. It's going to be a good time. And we won't see you at the next race because there isn't one for a while, but we'll see you next week. Yeah. Hopefully.